pull up a bar stool. Hey now, we're gonna have a guest today. This is gonna be a good one, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, John Robinson, that's J-O-H-N. He's a friend of mine, he's family, but he's been probably the single most important part of the growth of my business to where it is today. And we're gonna get into all the nitty gritty and the details and how that came to be and, and really, he's, he's gonna provide a whole bunch of tips that can help you too about really how you could start a business or make your business successful. It's all about, you know, this, there's like a, a checklist of three or four things that uh, are pretty important. So I'm gonna enjoy this one, I hope you do too. Pop a bottle, let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> uh, today I'm really, really happy. I'm thrilled really to uh, finally invite. We've been talking about this for years really. Uh, to invite my friend, he's family too, he's been uh, my backup CEO, my business coach along the way, Mr. John Robinson. How are you doing, John? I'm doing well, even better from San Diego, so oh. sunny skies here. Stop rubbing it in. Yeah, and, and <laughs> uh, also known as JR, anyone who's dealt with the two of us together because it can be really, really confusing otherwise. Uh, but before we even get going, John, Jr., you know the deal. What are you drinking? I am drinking a Stella, and I have a, a second one waiting just in case I might need another one. So I'm cracking a Stella at one o'clock our time. So that's kind of early for me. It's not that bad. That's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm working on a new Belgium shift. So this is a little bit lighter than I go. It's a, it's a pale lager, but uh, it's local out here, Fort Collins, Colorado. So cheers to Are you. you drink- yep, what's up? Yes, Say- cheers to you. Are you drinking out of the glass or out of the bottle? I'm going straight can. So the, the, like the latest, uh, I don't know, trend with beer, you've probably seen it. Everybody's making mm-hmm. cans these days as opposed to the bottles. And I, I guess there's yeah. some, I guess there's some science behind that, and that the light can't get to it, so it's supposed to be better. I don't know, but uh, yeah, this oh is. Oh my stri- gosh! I, yeah. I will tell you more about this right now. So I had <laughs> some time with the CEO of the Four Peaks Brewery in in Arizona, in Phoenix Scottsdale area, and we he told me you know, why they're moving toward cans. And he said, as the CEO of a, a brewery, he there's no such thing as a bottle in his house. Mm. So in his house, he has all cans. And here's there's two reasons why. One, the can technology has gotten so much better, meaning that on the insides of the cans, and you're not old enough to even remember this. I don't think you started drinking until you were 12. <laughs> but, but they have they have uh it used to have a, a metal taste to it yeah. back in the days and now that they are able to spray the inside of the cans in such an insulated way it keeps the shelf life of beer way longer than it does with bottles so that's one of the things is shelf life and the second thing is 
the idea of recycling. To recycle bottles now in the state of Arizona, it's too expensive. Hmm. So the idea of recycling aluminum, it's it's more effective and more efficient. So yeah, who knew I'd have that in my back pocket? But that's the reason for cans, and I, and I have a bottle in my hand. So well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story, though, man. I, I, I've already learned something. So, uh, you know, the way this works, we need to we need to make room for these sound effects. But I also just want to drink. So, cheers to you, my man. Cheers, cheers, cheers. All right. So, I funny thing is, I've talked about John before on these podcasts. I'm just gonna call you Jr. from here on. Otherwise, I'll sound like a lunatic okay. talking about myself. I've talked about JR uh, on this podcast before. I occasionally mention you uh, in, a, in a blog post here and there. Uh, it's usually it has something to do with the growth of my business. So for those who don't know, quick history lesson, uh, and then we can just start jumping into some things. Because this is we're not going to talk a whole lot about Facebook today. It's just about business. So, man, it's like three, oh, not quite three and a half years, but three years and like three months ago so four months maybe um i was laid off and J- jr is uh technically my wife's cousin that, that's the, that's the relation and he, he is an entrepreneur and so when i was laid off uh i didn't know what the hell i was gonna do i'd never started a business so that really wasn't even a thought at the time all, all i knew was i you know i was kind of lost and my wife was worried about me so she re- reached out to JR and was like, can you please talk to my husband? And this was like, it couldn't have been more than a couple months in. And we started having this weekly conversation. So it it, it wasn't always about, you know, how am I going to start this business? It was a lot of the, uh, the emotional baggage that we deal with um, around, you know, how we beat ourselves up and, you know, uh, trying to create structure and all this kind of stuff. And JR, I mean, you, you've been a huge part of why my business is where it is today. That's why I'm really, really glad that not only are you here, but you're also an official part of the John Loomer Digital team now as my backup CEO. So there's there's the intro. Yes. All right, so that's your version of the yeah, story. Yeah, here we go, here we go. So, so I will tell you the truth. So, and we've, and now that I think about it, we've never, you've never asked me for the, the real side of the story. So, yeah, um, I'm going to stop lying about this. Yeah. Right. So, so you start drinking because the, the first part of it that is true is that Lisa, uh, your wife called me and uh, she, she had a, a sound in her voice of, of uncertainty and, and worry. And I asked her what's going on and she told me, she told me kind of what was going on uh, you know, with the change and the transition that you were going through. And I told her immediately that I would, you know, gift what I know about uncertainty and the fear and everything associated with going into something new. And, you know, I still navigate that to this day. I still navigate doubt and, and denial and, and, and delay. I, I do these things, but at that time, I felt like I perfected it, and I told her, "Don't worry, we we're we're going to get him where he needs to be." And I would tell you the the one thing that I really 
felt like I focused on was your doubt. I think that was, that's where you had more doubt, but more passion than I had ever seen in somebody that just enjoyed, um, you know, what you, what you love to do. I mean, I remember when you were at the NBA and you were doing the fantasy (laughs) stuff and I I remember getting a the, the catalog or the magazine. I think it was a magazine or a catalog. I can't remember what Mag- it was. It was a magazine, you, magazine, yeah. Right. So it was a magazine that, that you were in. And, of course, being a family member of yours, you're going to be proud anyway. But seeing in print, it made it believable. Yeah. And, yeah, I knew you kind of worked for the NBA and all that stuff. But when I saw that, I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is really cool. So, you know, fast forwarding to that moment that I told Lisa, like, yeah, we'll spend a week every week just kind of talking and, and figuring out what it is that he, that he wants to do and, and figure out how to make money at it. And, you know, three, three and a half years later, you are way more confident than you were three and a half years ago. Um, you take way more risks than you've ever taken before. And I, I really do believe you're a lot happier. And I think, you know, part of this entrepreneurial uh, pathway has everything to do with those, those things, is, is truly feeling that you have control over the uncontrollable. I mean, and so, so yeah, I, I've been, it's been thrilling for me to watch, watch you evolve, and I would say from boyhood to manhood, but, you know, <laughs> we won't really go there. But I, I, do, I, I do really do feel like the leader that you are today you know, is I I have a small part of it. Oh yeah. I think you 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 own most of it. And what I mean by you owning most of it, I can suggest to you, you know, things to do. You know, new technology to add, new capabilities, new people. I mean, new teammates. I can you know come up with many ideas, but you're the one that had to make the ultimate decision or Lisa, I should say Lisa does, but I, I won't embarrass <laughs> you. <laughs> but, but truly, but truly it is, it is you honing the skill of being more decisive through the years. So, so I, I've enjoyed it. So I really appreciate you have been vulnerable to ask for help because I think in my experience, most people don't do that. And that's, I'd say that's one of the keys to success of, of why John Loomer Digital is where it is because you've made yourself vulnerable. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really amazing thinking, thinking back to what kind of we've been through, uh, the, yeah. the two of us. I mean, yeah, the NBA stuff. I remember I was thinking about creating a company or product or something back then that I was bouncing off of you like, well, why can't we? Why can't we do this? You know, kind of thing. And uh, why hasn't anyone done this? And you know, I never ended up creating those that company. I had no idea. Not yet. Saying. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> but you know, I, I even been thinking about it. It's like, you know, I, once I get to the point where I'm really, really, really comfortable, and I feel like I've got, you know, more risks that I can take, and uh, maybe I'm bored. I, I guarantee I do something sports related, and I'm kind of looking forward to to doing that. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing definitely was and and where where you helped was I mean there was some a technical part that you helped too on uh, uh, I don't know if it's so much technical but um, you were the first one who who was brutally honest uh, or you forwarded on some brutally honest feedback about my horrendous site at the time it, uh. it it was something where I 
I think I think at the time, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I had created it myself. It was a free theme. The logo was horrendous. I'm sure the I think the color scheme was like green, like pea green or something. And uh it was awful. And at first you forwarded on the feedback from someone who basically said he's gotta get a uh a premium theme. It's not that expensive, and you know this and that. And you know, it did. It didn't necessarily put me out. You know, put me to the immediate step of uh, this is the exact theme I need to get, and I'm all happy and hunky dory now. But I don't think I've ever said hunky dory before. But uh, I at least, you know, after being defensive about it for a few minutes, I'm like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Uh, shell out a hundred bucks, buy this premium theme. I didn't get the premium theme I ended up sticking with for very long, but it was at least that next step. And I think that's part of this entire story. It's you may not be taking that step that's going to lead to, to that's going to be your successful step, but take a step to lead you in towards in that direction. So it's a matter of experimenting, failing, uh, taking risks, etc. And that was one of them. It seemed like at the time, it seemed like a much bigger investment and I guess risk than it really was but I guess that's kind of like breaking the seal on taking risks because I was taking none at the time yeah I now it's funny because I haven't thought about that in so many years but I do remember that and I know I remember what I did purposely which was I went to somebody smarter than me Hmm. in web design and I remember, I know it was, and I asked him specifically because he, he was developing my website at the time. And I was spending, I'm, when, you, when you mentioned that I, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur, I was an entrepreneur when you spent $60,000 on developing websites. I mean, that, mm. that was in 2005 and six. I mean, I literally spent almost 60 grand in database development and website development. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And of course, people say, well, you probably spent too much. Yeah, maybe so, but um, it is what it is. But yeah, I went to those same people that I spent that much money with because I figured, you know what? I've already spent the money. Give me some some free advice. And I do remember that that's what, that's what they, they said. And then for them to tell you that, I also felt like you would respect you know, a, a different expert, the one who was really trained at it. So yeah, no, it did work. It was, it's called nudging to me though. I think if you said it best, well, how have I inspired you or convinced you or strong? I don't think I've ever strong armed you. I don't, uh-huh. Not yet, <laughs> but, but, but I do believe I've sweet talked to you a bit and, and nudged you. And, um, and I think sometimes I've done it to where you're uncomfortable and then sometimes I've done it to where you think you came up with the idea. And, uh, so, so, I so, am brilliant. Right. Right. So, so yeah. So no, I, I do, I do uh, remember that well, but I do, there's something that I think about too. When I think about the source of, of why we do what we do. And what I mean by that is the entrepreneur. I think the entrepreneur is, it's kind of an endangered species, but then it's not because you have all this technology now that makes everybody think that they can develop a website for free and they can throw their business up for free. Um, There is that serial entrepreneur that does it because they truly have a passion. 
And that's what I've, I noticed with you, which made it easy to be your resource, your coach, your, your, your advisor, you know, all the different names of support. It, it made it easier because you do have a passion. And, and I think, I don't know if you knew this, but through the last eight years, I've probably coached over 50 entrepreneurs mm. um, from anywhere from an hour a week to 10 hours a month. And there is a common thread with all of them. And, and I shouldn't say common thread. There is something that be, becomes present in the best of them. And there's something that's not there for the ones that don't succeed. And it, it is that passion that they, they live for. And when I've been most successful, it's been because I've been fed up. Mm, yeah. you know, I've, been, I've, been, I've been fed up with something. I don't know if you remember this one, but I created the first um, healthcare exchange uh, before the healthcare exchange is now in 2006. And because I was a, a healthcare executive, and I don't. Matter of fact, I don't think you do know this. What? So I was a health. I was a healthcare executive, and when I left, it was primarily to create a software to help senior citizens figure out which health plan would be best for them mm -hmm. and connect them with a trusted agent. And I don't know if you knew, I did this for grandma. Oh. So grandma, yeah, it's because they didn't know. They didn't know which plans to pick for her and uh -huh. my aunt Lois, the same <laughs> thing. They, they didn't know. And as me making, you know, a quarter million dollars a year and, you know, you know, that whole lifestyle I had in Scottsdale, I felt horrible that I couldn't help my family. Right. And when I took the severance package, I said, Hey, I'm going to figure out how to take the pain out of finding a health plan. And that was literally the, the, the slogan for relative health. And I went into it and, and that story of being fed up and talking about the connection to my family, it opened so many doors. It opened so many doors. And I think it's kind of the same with you and some people that I've worked with through the years, the moment that they have a story that they can connect to that they're either so fed up or they're just wildly passionate about, out, the world opens up for them. It just does. Yeah. Absolutely. So good transition. I mean, let's 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 stop talking about me. No, no one wants to hear that. We can. Uh, uh, you, you've you've worked with these fifty entrepreneurs, made them help helped make them into coach them into successful entrepreneurs. So mm -hmm. what are what are some of the keys uh, for these entrepreneurs to, for example, starting a business? You you mentioned getting fed up. I mean, maybe maybe explain that a bit more. Yeah, and, and I, I look at it fairly simple, is there's a pain that you notice, and you not meaning you literally, but there's a pain that the, the passionate entrepreneur notices. And that pain could be something that they experience themselves, or it could be a pain that their family member, or it could just be a pain that they've, they've come into, that's come into their life in one way or another. And the moment that you recognize that pain or that suffering yeah. and you turn that energy into a claim. So it's pain then claim and claim means I have a solution for this. And, and just like the relative health model, it was very difficult to shop for a health plan. Travel, I, I looked at the travel portals and I said, man, they make it easy to buy a, buy a uh, airline ticket. Yeah. I could make it just as easy to buy 
a health insurance plan. And, and also, I think, you know, part of when you find this pain and you figure out this claim, you also kind of look at the advantages that you have around you to be able to deliver on the claim. So, for example, when I just use the analogy of, of travel and making it really easy to shop for, for tra- um, airplane tickets, you know that, that our, you know, my mom owns a travel agency. And our family has been involved in travel for 20 plus years. By me even knowing that model and looking at the model, it was easy for me to see where it's done easier and figure out how to, to make it you know, easier in another platform, in another vertical. Right. So, so I think the, the serial entrepreneurs are great at, at understanding the pain and figuring out the claim. And then at the end of the day, knowing what the benefit is. You know, they're able to say, once I've been able to solve this problem, here's what the world will will enjoy. Yeah, I think think it's really important. I mean, that's that's um, a missing piece that I didn't have. I'd say back when I was, you know, working for the NBA or other jobs where I was like, I was always thinking about starting my own business. But it was always something that doesn't didn't necessarily solve a problem. It was always like it'd be really fun to do this and like when I was creating the uh, do you remember Passcast? Mm-hmm. So yeah. re- retelling, se- you know, classic seasons in real time. It was a lot of fun to do it. It wasn't necessarily a need. It didn't really solve a problem. And I think part of that, you know, kind of getting fed up and and deciding you want to solve a problem comes with you know that desperation I, that that but, I ended up but, finding myself in. I, I but I'll I'll challenge you as I always do. Oh. I will say the pain that that you were solving was this pain of 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 legacy of loss of memory. Mm. That the idea of people going back to years and years and years ago and wanting to relive that that is kind of uh, a void in their life. So they do want to to go back and, and experience that. So I think that if, if you really dig deep, you can, you can connect pretty much anything that's out there to some type of void that someone has. Yeah. And, and like the more I think about it, and I, I haven't talked about this very often, I, I probably haven't talked about it in three years, but past cast was where I, I'm as a Brewers fan, there's like basically like one, there's like one classic season from 1982 and they didn't even win the world series. That's how bad, that's how tortured brewery fans are, but I still remember it. But I, you know, I was seven years old at the time. So I, honestly, this was more like you talk about solving problems and that, that need. Wow. You, they, they come to get you. Yeah. <laughs> they just want <laughs> Open that's, up. Your sound bite. That's, just, that's your sound bite. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so so I I feel like it was more therapeutic for me as a, like because I was I was young I didn't remember so much of this stuff and there's like all this research that went into it I was reading old newspapers on online uh, like reading all these quotes and and it was really really cool for me and and that was also kind of filling a void for for some others as well but I feel like more than anything that was the most valuable. Uh, that I found in that product for myself because I, I, I learned so much. But uh, okay, so so getting fed up, filling a void, 
you know, that's kind of like the, I guess the start to, you know, what inspires you, um, to, to start this, whatever that is. So what else? You got? Yeah, there, there's a, yeah, there's a couple others. And, and let me close the, the, the point off before, of it's the pain, a claim and a gain. So it's pain, the, the pain, you notice the claim you can make and the gain that you believe the world will, will have. So just for those that are listening and they're trying to come up with this, a simple a way to remember it, that that's what it is. Pain, claim, and gain. Yeah, pain, claim, and gain. All right. So um, I guess what else I learned about starting a business and, and staying engaged in a business uh, by coaching over you know 50 entrepreneurs through the years, it's painting a picture as clear as you can. And I, I really am smirking. If this was on video, I'm smirking from ear to <laughs> ear on this one, because I remember us having to go through these exercises. Oh, and that stuff, that stuff is painful for me. It's like it's <laughs> natural for you, but I, I, whenever we have these conversations, it's like tell me like 90, 90 characters or less, blah blah blah. Right. And like I don't know. Like it's really hard for me. So, so let me let me explain it for those who don't know. I have a a deep belief that well, not even deep belief. I know me. I don't like doing puzzles. I don't like doing thousand piece puzzles without a box top. I just don't like it. I don't like not knowing <laughs> what the picture looks like. So um, I just kind of live that same existence in pretty much anything I do. I want to pick the picture painted for me. So I know how to connect the dots. So I know how to connect the pieces. So with for John, with you, John, I I am that guy that will constantly ask you to paint the picture as clear as you can about if it's a year from now, if it's two years from now, if it's five years, it doesn't really matter, but it's gotta be beyond today. And you know, I think that's one of the things that the successful entrepreneurs that I've seen, they figured out how to paint a picture, kind of vision cast, and that's not even a word, I just made it up, but kind of vision cast what they want. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think, it, I think it's, it's part of dreaming. Um, it, it's part of, of, you know, putting it out there. It's so easy to say if you're in the NFL, you want to win the Super Bowl, uh, but you don't have to go to the details of how you're going to win it. I think it's kind of the same way in business. It's, you know, what is your Super Bowl of of why you do what you do right and um so that that is another important part it's like yeah you you figure out what it is that what problem you want to solve you paint that picture as clear as you can but i think you also figure out why you're motivated by it mm. and uh and i say highly motivated and there's a distinction for me between highly motivated and i guess lowly motivated but high, highly motivated is this this thing that you can attach to right, right. that just fuels you. You know, even for me with relative health, what was highly motivational about that is that I could help tons of seniors figure out their health plan, which included our family. Right. You know that 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 was energizing to me. Right. So I think when 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 the entrepreneurs who are successful they they figure out what that energy source is what is it that that's really motivated why they're motivated by that picture they just painted 
Yeah. Now, to add a backup a second, just to kind of wrap up the painting a picture, I mean, I think that's an example, too, for me, and kind of referring back to what you were talking about before about do, making you uncomfortable. Um, doing something that makes you uncomfortable, but doing something that's that's useful. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm notorious for doing things without a plan. Just just <laughs> throwing it out there and doing it. And for the most part, it it's worked. It's worked fine, which which is uh, which decreases the motivation to um, do a lot of planning. But the the more that uh, first of all, the more I've grown in, in this business, the more I realize I got to plan better. But also back then, I I knew that I didn't know what I was doing, and and just winging it probably wasn't the best idea. So I'm um, taking the time to to paint a picture of. You know, while this this isn't going to be the perfect picture of what's actually going to happen, but what do you see for yourself in this business? Why are you doing it? What what problems are you going to solve? Where do you see this business in a year from now, six months from now, five years from now, etc.? Um, I do think that's important, and it's is again part of that uh, making yourself uncomfortable as well if you if you're not used to that stuff. Yeah, well, but let me let me add this because as I listen to you say that. I think I can I can gravitate to why it really wasn't appealing for you as a solopreneur. You were mm-hmm. a person of one. You were a team of one. When it's evolved like now to our team of multiple people, the the painted picture is really important as a leadership tool. And when you mm-hmm. didn't really need it for a leadership tool and you were just leading yourself, that works for you. And, and it's fine, but as, as we need more people, as businesses uh, need to outsource more and as they need to get more hands on deck, it's vital. Yeah. It's vital to have a, a painted picture. Be, and I know this well because I think that's one of my gifts yep. is I'm a great storyteller. I can, I can paint a picture of the ultimate testimonial. Yeah. And, I, and and you and you and I are just starting to get into this, and I think this is uncomfortable for you as well. Yes, but, yeah, but uh, t- t- tell everybody about this because it, yeah, it's one of those things I thought was crazy the first time you did it, and yes, I feel incredibly uncomfortable trying to do it myself. But explain well, explain this. <laughs> so yes, I do have some crazy things, and I and when anytime someone calls me crazy, I take it as a compliment. So mm-hmm. thank you for the compliment. Yeah, you bet. Um, so, so the idea of the ultimate testimonial is it's kind of inspired by this idea that says, what is the testimonial from the ideal customer that I would love to read? You know, whatever it is, whatever business I'm in, it's like, what is it that I would love to read? What, do I, what, what tweet is it? What Facebook post is it? And once I write that, it's so easy to reverse engineer and get us to that testimonial. Because it's the steps that we have to do to get that uh, uh, ultimate testimonial, it, it, I guess it just feels more inspiring to me. It's like painting a picture. It's painting a picture of what that, what that ideal customer wants to, to say in the streets, wants to scream in the streets as a rallying cry for, for your business. And I know, you know we're just getting into this process, John, but as time goes on, I, I still believe that, it, that it's something that'll – make it easier for, for people to attach to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, I think it's a brilliant idea because uh, it, it, it helps you really think about, you know, what, 
you know, what you want people to get out of this um, and what you're really striving for. And yes, it is painful for me. Like I was like, uh, when I'm trying to write it down, like, uh, yeah, John Limmer Digital was helpful and it was a great product. <laughs> no, no, seriously. So I have, I have to say this one because this is what comes to mind for me. When I just asked you about the ultimate testimonial for the website redesign. It was awful. It, right. It was, it was it, I won't call it awful, but it was your best first swing. Yeah. And I, don't, I think you got the bat off your shoulder. I'm not sure. But, but um, at the end of the day, we, I believe that it was the testimonial that said, this is the slickest website that I've seen on the web. And I love that ultimate testimonial because you know what? I could take that ultimate testimonial and can tell it to 20 of 20 vendors. I could tell it to, you know, 20 different people to say, here's the intention. And then if they look at it and say, that's not slick, then at least we know. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that that is, isn't that, wasn't that the ultimate testimonial for the uh, website redesign? Something like that. It's something about being <laughs> slick. I wouldn't call it the right. slickest website on the web by any means. It's just, <laughs> I would consider it slicker than it used to be. Uh, and it's a work in progress, but, uh, yeah, now I, so, so I've gotten some anti-testimonials since then of people sick of seeing my face everywhere, but, uh, wow. that, that's not what I, I anticipated in that, in that initial testimonial. Well, you just said, you just said a word or you just said an acronym, or I think you said a word, the work in progress. Yeah. And I think that's another component of a commonality of, of those successful entrepreneurs that they get into the mindset of not only after they paint the picture as clear as they can, they start to do something about it. And I mean, not yesterday, it's what's the next best thing I can do today. And when they start that, it creates that work in progress mindset. And I think, you know, when I've failed, I've failed, you know, many a times and failure to me isn't a bad thing. That means I've learned. But when I failed, uh, I had lost that work in progress mindset. You know, I'd stopped doing the work or I stopped doing the, the taking of chances and risks. So, you know, I just, it, it just triggered to me when you just said that, that the work in progress mindset it, is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're actually running out of time. So I'm trying to think of the best way to wrap this up here. We've talked about um, getting fed up. What is it? The, the pain, claim, and gain. Mm -hmm. Talk mm -hmm. about painting the picture. Talk mm -hmm. about the the ultimate uh, testimonial. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Uh, anything else we can use to just wrap this all up here with a nice little bow? Yeah. So so here's the bow. The bow is asking for help. If there's anything that, that I've learned more about myself as an entrepreneur and a leader, and with working with you and working with all these other people, it's developing the skill of being vulnerable to ask for help. And that's what's lacking. And in the ones that don't, that fall victim to the failure probability of starting a business. And for the ones that have escaped that and been successful, they're great at asking for help. No doubt about it, paying for help or free help. So that, that's, what, that's what I would hang my hat on as, as the linchpin to being successful. Awesome. Perfect. Asshole. All right. So I just finished my beard. Did you finish your two? 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I have just motioned to the uh, bartender. I'm going to let you pay the tab. I've never said that. Uh, <laughs> I usually say I'm going to pay everybody's tab. I'm going to let you pay today. Yeah. Well, I can, so I will. All right. Well, but uh, thanks so much for being on, JR. Uh, before we go, though, where can people find you? Well, how, they, how can they find all about the, uh, the soon-to-be-famous JR? Yeah, you know, uh, I can be reached several ways uh, on Twitter, at BackupCEO. Um, I do have a website, but my ultimate testimonial isn't the slickest website. It's probably the oldest website right now. So BackupCEO.com, yeah, I can be reached there. And through email as well. And it's just J-O-H-N, John, at BackupCEO.com. And I welcome any request, just in general. You have any question, I'm always uh, plugging in and and being the serial social entrepreneur. I have buddies that say that you donate more time than you have, and I, I don't care. I, I, I like doing it, and it energizes me. So those are the ways that you can reach out. Perfect. Yeah, and, and to clarify, it's backupceo.com. So mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. I know you get lots of lots of people asking about that because I think it's the coolest thing in the world being called a backup CEO <laughs> and that's what I refer to you as but, uh, but yeah but thanks so much for being on man I'm going to make sure that we can okay. bring you on again in the near future and we can start talking about failure and all kinds of fun stuff oh I look forward to it thanks John alright thanks that was awesome yeah thanks so much to JR John Robinson that's J-O-H-N Robinson um, that that was a pleasure. I gotta tell you, that might be my favorite episode yet, and that's saying something with some of the guests I've had. And not to you know push any of those guests down to the number two slot, but that that was casual. It was fun. It's how a pubcast is meant to be, and he provided some incredibly valuable insight. I think we also get got to give you some insight on the growth of my business that. I might have not been all that comfortable sharing normally anyway. And so hopefully that was valuable to you. So so again, make sure you check him out. He's Backup CEO. That's on Twitter, at Twitter. So at Backup CEO. Or John, J-O-H-N, at BackupCEO.com. So he's one of those guys where, yeah, you could hire him. Um, but if you're starting a business and you got a few questions for him too. Uh, he, he's a great person just to reach out to. He's really, really helpful, really helpful guy. Um, he's got BackupCEO.com as well, but like he said, uh, you know, ex- expect he's got some work to do on that site. <laughs> so, And we're, we're going to get him there. But, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And last but not least, make sure, please, please, you subscribe, rate, and review like you love it, like nothing else in the world on iTunes or on Stitcher. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.